through each of these songs, we're telling a story about what happened. Mm -hmm. And one of the most, I suppose, unexpected things to happen was the appearance of Rifle Jack Peterson. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Rifle Jack Peterson, he was born in New Jersey, uh, but he was brought up in um, Sleepy Hollow by the family of... Uh, Job Sherwood, and we're not sure if uh, if Rifle Jack was enslaved at that point or or not. We don't know his status. Uh, he was half black and half Kichuan, mm -hmm. and uh, he was raised in Sleepy Hollow. And when Job's son joined the Continental Army, uh, Jack went with him. I don't know. Don't know if he was Rifle Jack quite yet. No, no. I, well, probably he probably became Rifle, Rifle Jack. Jack, and he was known as Rifle Jack because he was a sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Right? Yeah. I'm Carla. I'm Keys. And, and we're, we're the, the History, History Twins. Twins. Welcome to our podcast where history is more than dates and dead people. Join us each episode as we explore the past through music and story. So who are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Rifle Jack Peterson. Oh, I like that name. Yes. So in our show, if you've been following our podcast, we have been covering the songs from our This Man's a Spy musical or musical concert, which is the, well, the musical story or retelling of the General Benedict Arnold and uh, John Andre treasonous plot, spy plot from the Revolutionary War. That's right. So... Through each of these songs, we're telling a story about what happened. Mm -hmm. And one of the most, I suppose, unexpected things to happen was the appearance of Rifle Jack Peterson. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Rifle Jack Peterson, he was born in New Jersey, uh, but he was brought up in um, Sleepy Hollow by the family of uh, Job Sherwood. And we're not sure if, uh, if Rifle Jack was enslaved at that point or or not we don't know his status uh he was half black and half kichuan mm -hmm. and uh, he was raised in sleepy hollow and when job's son joined the continental army uh jack went with him i don't know don't know if he was rifle jack quite yet no no I, well probably he probably became rifle, rifle jack. jack and he was known as rifle jack because he was a sharpshooter sharpshooter yeah, yeah how cool is that right? yeah yeah so he was with the westchester militia yes yes and what part did he play in the whole arnold and andre affair now he was like the unexpected pin that got pulled out uh-huh in 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 this whole thing because he foiled uh, the, he foiled the plot unknowingly mm -hmm. by by making it so that uh, Arnold did not, I mean, uh, Andre did not get his ride back. He was supposed to be picked up by a ship called the Vulture. Mm -hmm. And after he met with Benedict Arnold, and they sent a, a rowboat to go get him. Mm -hmm. And Rifle Jack, he was working in a cider mill mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the shore. He he did not. He thought it was a raiding party. Ah. So he got his rifle and he started firing on on the rowboat. Mm -hmm. They went back. The rowboat went back to the vulture to the ship. Mm -hmm. Then Rifle Jack and his friend. Um, Moses Sherwood, Moses Sherwood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, went to Fort Lafayette, which was a nearby fort, to give them intelligence to say that this was happening. They brought a cannon down to Teller's Point, which is now known as Croton Point, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they fired on the vulture. There was a two-hour battle back and forth. Wow. Yeah, and then the vulture left, and, <sighs> and Andre was stranded. 
So let, let me just recap that because that to me is so interesting. British Major Andre, John Andre. Yes. He went to meet up for a midnight meeting with American General Benedict Arnold. They were supposed to have this little tête-à-tête, this little midnight meeting. And when they were done, Arnold was supposed to go back on the vulture, which was the way he came. He came on the vulture and he was supposed to go back on the vulture. Yes. However, when it was time for Andre to go, the boat that was supposed to like bring him back was seen by Rifle Jack Peterson. Mm -hmm. Rifle Jack fires upon them with like he gets his he and Moses like they 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 shoot at the vulture. Well, they shoot at the rowboat. They shoot, oh, right. They shoot at the rowboat, which alerts the vulture that's waiting, and they're like, we're leaving. No, <laughs> oh, no, that's no. not... What, what had happened was he fired on the rowboat. Fired on the rowboat. The uh-huh. rowboat went back. The vulture was still staying put. Oh, oh, okay. It wasn't until Rifle Jack and Moses Sherwood and and uh, the local militia brought a cannon oh. down to Teller's Point, mm-hmm, Broken mm-hmm. Point, and began firing the cannon at oh. the ship. I see. I and the see. ship was firing back. So this was a two-hour back and forth of firing, and finally the ship left. And left Major Andre. Exactly. With no way to get back. Mm-hmm. It wow. didn't. It didn't go all the way back to New York City. It went but, right, a few but, miles downriver. Right, but he was. But Major Andre was kind of stuck. He was stuck. Wow. Okay. All right. So, I was doing some research because I, I, I love this story, especially because he's a man of color. Rifle mm-hmm. Jack or John Peterson. He was half black, half Kichuan. We're not sure whether or not he was enslaved or not. Some people say he was, he was enslaved. Other people said he was free. Um, but I, I was also very, it was very interesting to learn that he grew up in the family of the Sherwoods. Mm-hmm. And as you said before, he went to war, like he, he enlisted for the war along with uh, Job's sons, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Isaac and Moses were cousins. Oh. Yes. So they were cousins. And so they all knew each other. Mm-hmm. And so when, uh, the, when, Rifle Jack Peterson and Moses saw the, you know, saw saw the the, the weird things happening. Mm-hmm. They went back and you know, and then the other military came in with the cannon. cannon right. It's crazy, crazy. So he just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Right, right. But he didn't know what was happening. He ah. didn't know that the vulture was there to pick up Major Andre. He just didn't like, you know, he was living in Westchester, which was no man's land. For mm-hmm. all he knew, mm-hmm. this was another British raiding party coming. So he was just firing on them. Well, you know, I did learn another thing about Rifle Jack Peterson. After when he enlisted, he was in he was he enlisted as a private for a term of three years in Captain Samuel Pell's company in the new in the second New York Regiment of the Continental Army. That might not be a big deal until you know that it was commanded by Philip Van Cortland, mm-hmm. who was the eldest son of the Lieutenant Governor Pierre Van Cortland. So Peterson saw action in several engagements, including the Battle of Saratoga. Now the Pell mm-hmm. is uh, the town of Pelham. Oh! There was a battle there mm-hmm. called the Battle of Pell's Point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and over time Pell's Point became Pelham. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. 
And where and where is that located? Where is, is that, Pelham? It's it's in it? southern Westchester. Oh, okay. Because I know like near the Bronx, there's also Pelham Park. Pelham Park, and if you take like yeah, it's, the, it's the, right on the edge of the Bronx. Oh, okay. That okay because like I think if you take the six train in the subway, New York subway, all the way north, there's like a Pelham something. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little little trivia for anyone. Little side. Yeah, a little side and a little side tangent as we like to do. So let's see, what else can we tell you about Rifle Jack? Actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and listen to the song. Sounds good. All right. While the vulture sat waiting for Major Andre, a rowboat was sent to whisk him away back to New York City behind British lines with the plans for West Point sealed inside. Working in a cider mill back on shore Rifle Jack stopped to look some more At the rowboat traveling in the early light Something told him it didn't look right Now Rifle Jack, he was a free man Who was half black and half Kichuan A volunteer for the local militia A real sharp shooter, no way he would miss you so he grabbed his rifle and he grabbed his friend Moses Sherwood to help defend Stony Point from whatever was brewing Didn't like how it looked, what that robot was doing He loaded his gun and he fired a shot The rowboat fired back but missed by a lot Rifle Jack reloaded and fired again And the rowboat turned back to where it had been Moses went to Fort Lafayette to alert them of the vulture's threat. They brought a cannon down by the ship to give it a reason to end its trip. The cannon made a terrible sound and forced the vulture to turn around. Major Andre was left abandoned with no way to get back from where he'd landed. But Rifle Jack had no idea the importance of what happened here While they brought the cannon to the fort on the hill He got back to work at the cider mill (laughs) Wow. Oh, thank you. Well, let me ask you, um, so you call it the Ballad of... Rifle Jack. Right. Why is it a ballad, although it's kind of like up-tempo? Well, some ballads are up-tempo, okay. for one thing. But I called it a ballad because there's a lot in about Rifle Jack that we're just not sure about. Mm. We don't know. You know, there's some... If, if Philip Van Cortland, for instance, wrote in his letters that it, Rifle Jack had a fantastic tale. So clearly ah. uh, Van Cortland didn't believe him. But we don't know, you know, we don't know who was what. Uh, so I t- told the story as I understood it, mm-hmm. but I called it a ballad because it may not be 100% true. Okay, kind of like a legend. Yeah, of. a legend. There's a kernel of truth kernel. inside kernel every truth. legend. Yeah. Well, I gotcha. Okay. And how did you come up with that driving rhythm? Mm, well, I was just trying to think of like a, 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 a an adventure folk song, if you will. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it really had that, you know, kind of, kind of 
push to it. Yeah, I really like what you did with that. Thank and you, you know, one of my favorite lines in actually probably the, all of the different This Man's a Spy songs is the one about, he was, uh, uh, he was that you were saying that Rifle Jack was part of the local, local militia, militia and he yep. was a real sharp shooter. No way he would miss you. I'm like, oh, how, what a great line. Thank what you. a great Thank rhyme yeah, that I was is. I kind of pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, that came out really well. <laughs> so... I heard another cool story about Rifle Jack mm -hmm. after after all of that. After Andre was caught and he was hanged, like after hung, after all of that happened, John Peterson, Rifle Jack, John Peterson, mm -hmm. he was later taken prisoner by the British and he was held on a, in a prison ship in New York Harbor. Oh, wow. However, he managed to escape. Mm -hmm. by crawling down the anchor chains and into the water. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Yeah, and he also became involved in the brutal civil strife that raged in Westchester, a.k.a. No Man's Land right, of right. Westchester. Um, and he he fought in the December of... He valiantly fought in December 1781 um, alongside his company of 20 militiamen against a raiding party of 40 five loyalist cavalry and that's what he was thinking that that rowboat was, was ah, a raiding yes. party yes so he... now what are what's a raiding party for those who don't know well westchester county was mm -hmm. in between the american lines and the british lines the british mm -hmm. held new york city and uh the, the the americans were north of westchester and what each side was doing was basically it was all farmland and they yes. were raiding the farms for cows for animals anything that wasn't nailed down they would they would take uh for food or fire and yeah. uh, it was it was just being ravaged by both sides and people lived there yes people were still trying to live mm -hmm. there in this place that was kind of lawless and no one was there to protect the people that lived there um i remember and it was owned by phillips yes who was a loyalist himself all of westchester county was phillips's land and it was all tenant farms on that land mm. Do you know if he was still around at that time? Uh, certainly, yeah. Oh, okay. So he, he later on got... Uh, yeah, he, he had to go to England. Yeah, later on. But at this point, so he was there, but he, there was no one there to really uh, protect right, them. Right. And from one of the other... Well, there were patrols. Oh, there were patrols. But we also learned that um, some some of the men you know, were off in different patrols, but there were also patrols of women. Right. Who were also, you know, patrolling the area. So mm -hmm. every everyone had a part to play. And one of those patrols plays a part in this story too. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now the other thing that I learned that was really interesting. So whatever else that that Philip Van Cortland uh, thought about the story or not, um, Peterson had been respected by his contemporaries. Mm -hmm. But he was living in poverty after the war. Mm -hmm. After everything he did, he was living in poverty. And General Philip Van Cortland, his former commander, right. um, in consideration of the high regard that he did have for him. So whether or not he believed his story, he did hold John Peterson in high regard. Right. So what he did was he gave Rifle Jack a house and a lot mm -hmm. in Cortland Town, where... Rifle Jack lived with his family until he they moved to Peekskill. Right. And by the way, mm -hmm. um, it says he had no other meanings of support besides manual labor. So right. think about this. So you fought all this time in your you know for, for your your country, whatever you want to call it, and he 
all he had was manual labor. He wasn't getting any pension at mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. He was married and had 11 kids. Wow. 11 kids, which is, I can't even imagine that right now. Right. Um, but that also, so that meant that he was still quite poor. And I learned that he could not vote oh. in New York due to high property qualifications that New York State had implied had, had imposed on blacks, but not whites until mm. uh, through 1870. Because the thing is, you if you were you could be free, mm -hmm. but before you could vote, you had to have a certain amount of property and wealth. So they mm. were still keeping it. The man was still <laughs> keeping people down, right? So um, and and as a and I was saying, he did not, Rifle Jack did not receive a pension. Mm -hmm. Now, I had been told, or we had been found some, we'd found something saying that he did not receive a pension until he was 90. 90 yeah. And the thing is, he, he lived till 103. Right. Which is, which is, you know, which is, which is amazing as it is. But he didn't, so according to many reports, he did not receive a pension until he was 90. But I did read another story that said he, he received it about around in his 60s. So mm. I'm not really Again. sure. Again. Conflicting information. Conflicting. Yeah. Yes, totally, totally. So, and, and speaking of conflicting, uh, conflicting information, information uh, we had seen in so many different stories that, that, uh, Rifle Jack and Moses Sherwood had found had had been at a cider mill. Right, they were working a cider mill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But later in another article, I think it was the Hudson Highlands uh, dot com, um, the 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 village historian Mark Cheshire, mm -hmm. he uh, has come forward as saying that when you look when he because he's a village historian and he's able to look at maps. Actually, he looked at an atlas. Per this particular atlas. Mm -hmm. There were um, that that cider mill did not exist yet. They were oh. actually working on a farm. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it was some. It was Frost Farm at the time mm -hmm. of 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 the vulture debacle. <laughs> but before that, it might have been Barrett's Farm, oh, or maybe it was the other okay. way around. So mm -hmm. like shout out to to Mark Cheshire. He's also one of the um, one of the active members of Revolutionary Westchester, who we recently met. Yep. So um, again, history is so it can be so I don't want to use the word fleeting, but it but it, it can change from depending on um, who you're talking to and, right, and what right. records mm -hmm. are available. So, uh, oh, oh, and there was one more, one more point I wanted to add. Mm -hmm. Even the log, even like the, the, the captain's the, log. The vulture's log? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. They had a, they even mentioned the event. So it was also uh, record of it on the vulture. Uh-huh. And they cited the event and complained of a violation of the military rule in that the boat had been decoyed and fired upon by armed men concealed in the bushes. Now. To side note, the whole thing about men concealed in the bushes. Remember that whole thing about during the Revolutionary War here in uh, New York, or just when Westchester in general, there was a lot of what we now would call guerrilla warfare. Right. Up until this point, British military, you know, soldiers had a particular way of fighting. 
-hmm. And if you didn't do it their way, then... Then you weren't following the rules You weren't following the rules. But here it is, you know, we're in the revolution. We had tradesmen and farmers Mm -hmm. fighting. They weren't trained soldiers. They didn't know the rules. And even if they did, they wanted to win. But they also lived here and they knew the terrain they knew their town they knew the area around they knew the farm they knew where they could hide they knew uh, all of that and they were they were you know a lot of uh the battles that took place in new york not all but a number of them were basically harassments they were Mm. like the one at battle of pell's point they were harassing the british so that uh they wouldn't get to washington and washington could escape new york Yeah. yeah yeah So I like that, a series of harassments. Because even like Lexington and Concord, uh, you know, starting with the shot heard around the world, that wasn't, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was that, the idea that the, that the colonists, they were fed up. And they were just like, you know what, we, we don't care. We don't like this and we want you to know and you're going to feel it at the end of our guns, you know, mm-hmm. our muskets. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you have what we think of now is well now we don't even well i'm not even a soldier i'm not in the military you know so i'm definitely not an expert in any of those things but up until a certain point there was a certain way of fighting and 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 combat and well even now there is the geneva convention like there are yes 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 not everybody pays attention to the rules that's true i mean war is war war yeah war is hell as Mm -hmm. they say but things like being concealed in the bushes that was not something that was done that was not something that was approved of but when you have people who who are fed up they want they will do whatever needs to be done by whatever means necessary, Mm -hmm. this is when this kind of fighting begins. That's right. So I know also that the the revolutionary Westchester, Westchester 250 Mm -hmm. organization, that's one of the initiatives that Constance Constance Kehoe and her team are also covering. There's there's, uh, guerrilla warfare, there's... This man's a spy. And then the French. The French, yeah. the French-American connection, mm-hmm. alliance. And then there's something else that I can't remember at the time. But um, it's just really interesting to think about how Westchester County was such a hotbed of... of history. History mm-hmm. in for, for the Revolutionary War. So I think, I think we're good. I think, okay. I think we've... Uh, done a, covered rifle jack yes and by the way if you want to check out learn more about rifle jack peterson check out my links below because there's also and, and if you're in new york there is an african-american heritage trail mm-hmm. of which there are 14 different sites that you can visit including the plaque that was um dedicated that was dedicated to him so to you rifle could jack. actually yes to rifle jack mm-hmm. i think well they also mention they do also mention moses sherwood well, to be sure. fair mm-hmm. but they call it the rifle jack peterson memorial or the oh. peterson memorial All so right. that's that's really cool to know so i think i think, think that's good, good. All yeah right. well now that you know you know Thanks for listening to us. Please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. 